Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep the Podcast, where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support, and remember, always go deep. Welcome back to GDP Go Deep the Podcast. I'm John Nothing Fucking Doe, just in case you forgot, but with 140 podcasts plus, I know that you wouldn't forget. So thank you for tuning in once again. This is a raw gas experience, which means our boy, Motorsports Mofo, will be on the program. This is his baby. But before we get to him, just a friendly reminder, nobody likes a dirty beanbag. We don't want, nobody wants to go down and catch that mobile dental floss if you catch my drift. Go to smoothmyballs.com forward slash go deep. And when you get all your items that you're going to get, simply put in the code word go deep, all one word, no capitals, save yourself 15%. Your partner will thank you and you will thank us and your plumber's an asshole. Fuck him and his bill. Whew. With that being said on today's show, Motorsports Mofo, how are you, pal? I'm ready to do this, John. As always, uh, glad to be back and thank you uh, to all the uh, listeners out there for the continued support. Definitely. So guys, it's been uh, it's been a few weeks. I uh, I do apologize to those that have been following me on the Instagram and as John knows, uh, I've been pulling a lot of wrenches trying to get uh, the Black Widow back up and running. New engine uh, program coming there. Uh, power up that beast and I will keep you all posted uh, on the Instagram with how that's going, but Delicious. Just really been busy uh, out in the garage, working away, slugging it out, and uh, we're making uh, some progress there. But yeah, we're going to delve into it, the racing. Everyone saw Bristol last night, and I just want to give a little quick uh, catch-up for anyone that has not uh, had the opportunity to follow, follow along there. But Darlington, you know, some, some great racing at the Darlington. Uh, always, I, I love the throwback paint schemes. I, I love just the ambiance of Darlington. Phenomenal racing. Denny Hamlin takes the win. First win of the season, you know. And I just want to highlight that like this eight eight races last season takes the win, and then this season here's nothing but struggles or, or if you will, I'll call ones that got away. You know, leading with a couple laps to go and an issue, or gets taken out by a wreck or something of his own fault, pit speeding penalty. A lot of a lot of trials and tribulations for that team. So good to see Denny Hamlin getting that win back in Darlington. But then two surprises I want to touch on. Now John and I were talking about this off air is just the, the surprises that. I, you know, and you, you see it every year at the chase, guys that come from the bottom to the top, vice versa. I could not believe the number of pit road speeding infractions, the number of guys caught up in wrecks, uh, mechanical, you name it. Oh, wow. Having issues in Darlington. So mm-hmm. just, you never discount anyone, never count anyone out. Really surprised there. But the biggest surprise I know John and I were talking about was just the rise of JGR. So Joe Gibbs racing, I mean... It, <laughs> Where did these guys come from all of a sudden? Have they finally found the speed to rival Hendrick Motorsports? I mean, this is great. It's great for the chase, personally, because no one wants us to see, in this case, Hendrick Motorsports sail off into the sunset without some sort of challenge, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you, you want to see competition out there. And so then we see Martin Truex Jr. come out and he wins Richmond. And, you know, a hard-fought win, good on him, uh, well-deserved, no, no issues whatsoever there. But to see JGR run, you know, exceptionally well, uh, back-to-back races, I think, you know, okay, they're setting a precedence. Hey, maybe the Toyotas do have something for the Chevys. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, right? And I know, John, that you, you had mentioned there about Truex in Richmond, how humbled he seemed by the whole thing. I think it goes to show that, you know, even though he had a win this season or a couple there, um, these wins don't come easy. You have to really fight for them. And that, you know, you can go from the top of the, the ranks one season to the, not so much the bottom, but, 
you can fall back pretty back down pretty quickly. So good to see Martin there back in uh, victory lane. So let me ask you something there quickly there, uh, more sports mofo. What's the deal here with Kevin Harvick versus uh, Chase Elliott? Am I jumping the gun a little here? Yeah, so, I mean, we're getting into Bristol now. So, anyone that saw Bristol, I mean, this has been, like, dare I say, it's been coming the last few weeks. Anyone that saw Darlington, saw Richmond, but we've seen this going back and forth between Kevin and Chase a little bit there. And as we always see, we've talked about it on the show, the short track always bring out the, the best in people. I know that John and I have talked previously in other episodes about the SRX series races. And... The SRX series, when they were doing all of those short tracks, you watch the guys in the, the first race. You know, everyone's all happy and friendly. And by the sixth, these guys are ready to kill each other practically. And it's, it's amazing, you know, the aggression that short track racing brings out. Well, I was going to say, it looked like uh, a fight was going to ensue last night. Like someone's going to lose their glasses or their glasses are going to be broken. Well, I mean, you know what? The thing is, is so like with Kevin there, um, or let, so let me just recap. For those that didn't see Bristol, make sure you go back and watch it. At least the last 15, 20 laps, Bristol, always phenomenal racing. Thunder Valley, love being uh, at that track. Hopefully when the borders open, we will be able to return both John and I. I know I've been a couple of times and always a good time. So make sure you check out that race if you get the opportunity. But um, so with ensuing laps to go, you've got uh, Kevin Harvick. And I mean, I just want to say, going back to surprises with the chase, Harvick, you know, coming a fifth place and then all of a sudden the second place there in Bristol, Where'd this guy come from? You know, I mean, again, nothing wrong with it. It's great to see, but it just goes to show you, you can never count anyone out when the chase starts. You know, Kevin has struggled all season long, it seems, to find speed at that, you know, in the fourth at the Stuart Haas racing camp. But all of a sudden, the chase starts, boom, two top fives in a row. They're, I think they're hitting on something, and that's that's really good for Kevin. But uh, he was running second, running down Kyle Larson and uh, really working Kyle Larson over there. Almost, dare I say, if you... If you've watched NASCAR long enough like I have, it was reminiscent of the Dale Earnhardt, Terry Labonte days of Terry Labonte and Dale Earnhardt running Bristol and, and you know, bumping and banging at the last couple laps and someone ultimately getting wrecked. And I think it was about four or five to go. I, I thought to myself, oh, it looks like Larson's maybe going to get turned here by Kevin. He was really working his bumper over and some really, really good racing. And at one point then, um, you know, or sorry, I guess ultimately Kevin had the lead Larson finally got to him, but Kevin was uh, sort of getting into it with Chase Elliott there. Now, Chase Elliott was not a factor in terms of uh, for, for the win, but he did certainly factor into holding Kevin up and taking Well, I say holding him up, but I, I want to be clear. It's not like he was blocking. He was what we call in the racing thing, taking away his line. So when a driver has a preferred line that they are looking to run the track, it's almost an unwritten rule that a lapped car down, especially with a few laps to go, we'll just sort of move out of the way of the, the driver that's running the other line or the spotters will talk and say, hey, can you do a favor? And that driver will move. Well, in this case, Chase was not giving up that line and it allowed then Larson to get to Kevin and ultimately then uh, seal the win. But previously that, some, some phenomenal racing. Make sure you check it out. Um, my words won't do it justice. Make sure you go back and watch those last five or ten. So hold on there. You were talking about wins there for a second. And I know that uh, you feel like you suffered a loss this year with your F10 being back in the shop and having to swing that wrench around. <laughs> Such a low blow. Such a low <laughs> Yeah, you know what, though, we're in, in regards to that, John, we are going to come back. We are uh, working with some really good people and uh, getting uh, something really good put together. You know, we, we will be back. Don't you worry. 
I'll make sure that you're there on Dino Day, and then you'll eat your words. Oh shit! I can't uh, wait for this experience. I won't lie. <laughs> but no, folks, if you're regarding the S10, make sure you're following along on the Instagram at Motorsports Mofo, and uh, tune in to see what we got coming there. But I can tell you, we've got big plans coming, and we are going to uh, be making a, a big swing when we go on the Dino, hopefully soon. So, oh shit! Just waiting on a few more pieces to uh, to roll in, but um. Yeah, going back to the Bristol thing, you know, phenomenal racing. It was good to see. It was good to see Kevin running well again. I, I, I want to say that. I think it was good for him. Obviously, it's good for the sport, not just to see one or two teams dominate. I think it's good to see when you have a crop of guys that any week in and out, you know, could do it. So the point, anyway. So the point is though is, is now coming down pit road, just as it always happens. If it doesn't happen on track, it'll be on pit road. And coming down pit road. Uh, post-race, they, the guys have got to you know, go through a little inspection, have NASCAR officials come out and basically just do a quick visual inspection of all the lug nuts are still on the car. Now, this is important. It's important because I, I think if the NASCAR officials were not out there doing this little lug nut check that they do at every race, it's just something they now do as part of the rules, I think you might have seen a little bit more post-race ensue. Because Kevin Harvick was right to the bumper of Chase Elliott, and you could tell these two were going to have a little discussion when the pair of them were able to get out of the race cars. And you see when you see that the cars park, and the guys will be out within a short time, but both individuals, you could see they were exiting those cars rather quickly, and there was no, no mistaking that there was going to be a little bit of post-race altercation here. But it's interesting. Um, you know, I think Kevin Harvick being, you know, level-headed enough not to spin Chase Elliott on pit road that might have resulted in a fine or disqualification or ruling from NASCAR. I think he was smart about it there from a mental standpoint. But um, yeah, I found it interesting. He gets out of the car, you know, doesn't get off his helmet first, and he's immediately over there at Chase. And I think just as a just as an unwritten rule, you know, before you go and confront our driver, you get your helmet off because if you're going to start throwing punches, it's only fair that you've both got your helmets off. That's just my opinion as, as a racer and, and so on and so forth there. Or in any but, sport um, for that matter. Well, for any sport, I'm just saying, though, keep it on an equal equal playing field. But immediately they were uh, chest to chest and there was like, you could see the little discussion and uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was saying on the announcer thing, like, it would be, I'd love just to hear what these two were discussing back and forth at first. And obviously um, we are not privy to that. And, you know, we might hear about it in the, you know, in the days to come, like uh, online or such where we read about, but I'm, I'm sure there was some heated conversation. You could tell like there was a little bit back and forth uh, pushing and shoving, but nothing really substantial. I know uh, they finally got the, the two officials and, and so on and so forth were able to get uh, the pair of them separated and it was interesting Kevin Harvick I've, I haven't seen Kevin Harvick this excited and this you know much emotion and frustration and such on his face in a long time so as a race fan I feel for him because I mean you're seeing the victory just slip away but uh, within the first like two seconds of being on the microphone he calls Chase Elliott a chicken shit and just continues to basically call him out and berate him about his, his driving and what happened there in the end of the race. And of course, you talk to Chase Elliott, and it's a different, you know, how he sees it from Kevin, you know, cutting down his tires a lot, you know. We're talking like from Bristol to the last couple of weeks, this feud has been going on and building. So it was only a matter of time, right? Those that pay attention to the sport have, have seen it coming, and it, it was no surprise there. The, the other interesting thing, though, is, 
from that we noted earlier is about the the mental game of it all where, you know, Kevin and I, I say that because we've seen Stuart Haas racing before, specifically Tony Stewart come down pit road and end up in a post race altercation where, you know, he threw the car in reverse and backed into the you know, so we, we, we have seen post race altercations get a little bit more physical, especially with the car. So I think it was good that Kevin has a level enough head that there was nothing of that nature. And I think Chase is pretty classy and I don't think that was going to be an issue, but just to show that, you know, here's two champions that were able to keep it together. Um, the cameras obviously are right on these guys, John. And I mean, you, you could see that, you know, the, the interaction is still heated. If, if you could just read lips, I mean, it was pretty clear as to what was being said. And I love all that. of a sudden, you know, the, the, the pair of these guys, they all of a sudden just decided, oh, like they've almost been directed from their, their handlers, if you will, to, hey, like, let's take this somewhere where the cameras aren't going to be filming them type thing. And they go in between the haulers and it's like, oh, this could get interesting now. And they ended up both back up uh, in the Napa hauler for uh, Chase Elliott. So it was really interesting. And then that was the end of that type thing, other than um, whatever we're going to read and, and find online over the next coming days. I'm sure the conversation certainly uh, was colorful. However, I, I think it's also, you know, a, a sports fan or a race fan, you, you obviously want to see them have it out right there in front of us all so that we can all see how it goes. But uh, it was interesting how they were both, you know, I, I think like uh, I'll phrase this way: they were both bigger people to say, let's take this, you know, where there's not prying eyes and we can maybe cut, discuss this a little bit more uh, diplomatically. So I think that part there was good. I, I do miss, though, the old days, if you will, or, or especially pre-COVID, where if something like that happened, you'd have both teams over there and there'd be like a fisticuff instantaneously. Both teams would be over there, crew members, I mean, and there'd be a, a good rumble out of the whole thing. So, I love know, a good rumble. Well, and that's to me is like as a race fan, it's like you're almost sort of cheering for it. It's like, oh, this will be good, and it's like, but then also, I do also think as an adult, it's like, well, what what good is that bringing to the image of the sport and such in terms of professionalism and such? But it's just an interesting talking point. Just interesting to see how the, the sport is always evolving and changing. But I just want to highlight, you know, that side overall, great racing, great uh, package there they had at Bristol. You know, make sure you all check it out. Really pleased with the product. Good to see Kyle Larson taking the win. Well-deserved, well-fought, especially towards the end. Uh, I thought Kyle Busch might have been a little bit more of a factor towards the end. Like, just thinking about how Kyle traditionally has run at Bristol and how JGR has run in the last three races. I thought, you know, maybe uh, we'd see a third JGR car go uh, to the win there for the uh, chase, but... Didn't work out that way, but uh, Kyle will be advancing. Sorry to see that Kurt Busch will not be, um, you know, and then I, I think also that that's not so much a reflection of Kurt as a driver. I think it's more so the equipment, the Ganassi stuff. I just don't think has had the speed. And that's a, a solid reflection of when you look at Kyle Larson, how he ran last, you know, or what part of it he was in last year and or the previous season to now he goes into a Hendrick Motorsports equipment and just, you know, boom, six wins dominating, right? So something really to uh, to note there, and uh, we'll see. But, yeah, we're going to Vegas next week, so it's going to be interesting. I know, John, you've been to Vegas, and, I, I, well, we all know Alan Smith has definitely <laughs> been to Vegas. He's still there. 
fucker. He's probably still there. Probably up uh, sniffing uh, all sorts of products off of who knows what. Or who knows. Anyway, I digress. But only Alan Smithy could answer that one. But uh, going to Vegas, so I'm sure some teams are going to be proverbially rolling the dice because if they can obviously get uh, a win in their end to the next round, then that's important. But uh, it's going to be interesting, you know. We're going to be watching them and be personally watching Brad Keselowski and maybe Logano at uh, Vegas. But you know what? At the rate Kyle Larson's going, I mean, you'd be silly not to say put Kyle Larson in your top three. So make sure you all turn in. That's going to be uh, next weekend. And again, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, great venue. If you ever get the opportunity to check it out, great track tours and uh, lots to see there at that track. A lot of historic uh, things. And even remember the late Dan Weldon. So make sure you check out the the race. Make yes. sure you hit me up on the Instagram. Let me know your thoughts on the whole Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott thing. I know John and I were talking about who do I side with there? Who yes. do I think is right or wrong? Let me tell you. I mean, it, so I was getting messages from a couple of people last night instantaneously that, you know, Chase better wreck Harvick or, you know, what's Chase doing? He's an idiot blocking Harvick. You know, so here's the thing. I personally, you know, I've met the, both these guys. I think they're both great drivers in their own right. Um, I, I think, though, you're seeing the the changing of the guard. And in this case, I'm going to go with, I'm going to have to side, I think, with Chase Elliott. And I say that because I think Chase stood his ground. I think that he, whether as it would be deemed intentional or non-intentionally speaking about the tires being cut down, I think that, you know what? Chase had to stand his ground. He finally did it. Did it work out for Kevin? No. But Chase eventually had to put a stake in the ground and say, listen, this is how it's going to go. Kevin was obviously the byproduct of a a negative side in terms of not getting the race win or the result that he wanted for. But that's racing. And all that will do is drive him now, I'm sure, to come out and push harder in the next race. Yeah. So if I had to pick, I'm going to go with a Chase Elliott. Just in this case, I am a Hendrick Motorsports supporter. I like Chase. Obviously, I grew up watching his dad, uh, Bill Elliott, run. So the connection there. But you know, I've got a lot of respect for Kevin Harvick. Watching Kevin come in after late Dale Senior, and you know, watching him, you know, run his career to, you know, to where he is now. So, but I'm gonna go with a Chase Elliott on this one. But that being said, um, I can understand where Kevin would be upset. You know, the the usual etiquette would be is that something like this where. Chase would, would have gotten out of the way and let Kevin have the line. But you know what? That's racing. It's short track racing at that. There's not always uh, a lot of room, especially on a, a Bristol or a Martinsville-style track. Yeah. Chase ran where he thought he had to do uh, for the best for him, ultimately helped out a teammate. And, uh, again, that's racing. And you know what? Maybe next time this is, this is where it will get interesting, guys and girls. Uh, we do have Martinsville. So Martinsville will be the second last race before Phoenix being the end at the end of the season. And I want you to remember this because I would bet you that if Kevin Harvick is running for a win, especially on a short track like a Martinsville and chases up front, this will be remembered from weeks earlier at Bristol. And given Kevin the opportunity to do it again, I would think he wouldn't even question it. He would move Chase out of the way. And I say move, I mean literally wreck him if that's what it took to get by him because wow. of what happened in Bristol. So it's going to be interesting, folks. Make sure you tune in to like these next few races. Like the the tempers boil. You got to understand it's in a stick and ball sport. I, I want it to be clear that you know every win is important and so on and so forth. 
Yep. But for these guys, every race means a trophy. Every race means it, it's entered into the, the record books. There's a lot of frustration, a lot of money on the line. It's not just like, well, we had a bad night and get them tomorrow night. These guys are running once a week. There's a lot of points on the line. There's a lot of money on the line between the car, the sponsorship. You know, you get a win. It might mean that you're being re-signed next season or that you're getting a new sponsor. Is hey, we went on that car because he's got a win. There's, there's so many moving parts to this, and that's just my personal opinion, of course, as to what separates it from a stick and ball sport to where one game to another. Well, it's just a series. We'll get the we'll get the next game. You know, if you're talking baseball or something, right? So, um, that being said, every every professional sport, you know, has its pressures and such. So we here at the podcast do not take any. You know, we're not trying to compare so much. I'm just trying to to paint a picture as to where these guys are coming from, you know, when they're out of the cars and they're ready to throw punches. So definitely, but definitely we'll, look like a scene we'll, out of the UFC. Yeah. You know what I'm telling you? Like they, sometimes I think they should just bring the UFC guys over and let them drive race cars. They may probably make for better television. Yeah. No kidding. I couldn't agree with more. <laughs> <laughs> Connor McGregor wouldn't have to worry about his ankle that way. You know, just stay in the race car and drive. You'll be fine. Right. But he is a tough but motherfucker to break his leg and is. still like you, just sit there and look him at getting him. Out of the race car, he'd probably tear the fucking roof off to get out of the car. <laughs> I think even but injured no. right now, he's still trying to fight people, but that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, I, I wouldn't itself. be surprised if Connor came into the ring in a, in a cast and, and a, a crutch and just started like beating the guy with the other leg. <laughs> Kind of brings a homage, really, to old Raw's War on uh, wrestling. <laughs> uh. But anyways, folks, yeah. So that was Bristol. Make sure you tune in. Like I say, next week you got Las Vegas. We will plan to keep you all updated on it. And um, it's going to be interesting. Do I have any changes for who I think is going to take the, the win at the end of the season? No, I'm going to still stick with my, my four. It's... Uh, you know what, though? But Larson, I mean, I feel like it's Larson's championship to lose. You know what I mean? Like, if there was anyone that had the best odds, it would be Larson. But, I mean, we've seen it before. We saw Kevin Harvick last season get eliminated, and that was pre-last you know, last race. So, anything's possible. Don't ever discount anyone. We got Talladega coming up, too. That could really shake things up. We got the Charlotte Roval coming up, which is the Char- Charlotte uh, road course. Um, who who knows, right? There's gonna be a lot of action going on, so make sure you stay tuned, stay uh, stay active, following uh, on the at Motorsports Mofo, and I will continue to be posting on the S10 engine build and what program we're going with, uh, directionally speaking. There, beautiful. And uh, as always, we do appreciate you listening and for the uh, continued support. Definitely, I uh, I know I appreciate it, and everybody else on the podcast does appreciate it. Mofo, thank you for your time once again. I know that, uh, once again, you're a very busy guy between your family life and uh, rebuilding your F10, your F10's engine. I'm sure that you got your hands full. Folks, just a friendly reminder, nobody likes a dirty beanbag. Nobody likes a hairy beanbag. Um, you know, just do the decent thing. Go Bring yourself over to smoothmyballs.com forward slash go deep and get yourself a trimmer. And when you do that, I got a code for you. Go deep, all one word, no capitals. And she'll thank you, you'll thank us, and the plumber will hate us all. That's their problem, though. Once again, Mofo, thank you very much for your time, buddy. Yeah, as always, thanks again, John. And uh, until the next time, folks, take care. And a wise person once told me, nobody likes a tip, so that's why we go deep. Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep the Podcast. 
where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support. And remember, always go deep.